This is a Jomo Studios presentation. Hello and welcome to the Joe Moffitt Show. I am your host, Joe Moffitt, coming to you live. Yes, baby, we are always live. I said, all the way live from the Joe Mo Studio. Well, uh, I'd be lying if I said I'm coming from the Joe Mo Studios, y'all. Technically, we are in a portion of the studios where they rest, okay? The, the house that the studio is attached to, we are in that house. But instead of being in the studio today... I'm actually in the motherfucking bed. I shit you not. I am posted up in the bed, chilling like a villain. This was my wife's idea, and I'm loving every goddamn second of it. I appreciate her for her um, lovingness for my ignorant ass. Uh, man, hold up. It's been a long motherfucking week, my nigga. I have worked 48 motherfucking hours. They wasn't straight 48 motherfucking hours. But when it was all said and motherfucking done, it was 48 motherfucking hours. And nigga, I was not trying to be nobody's brother. Damn sure wasn't trying to be nobody's partner. Most certainly wasn't trying to be nobody's motherfucking friend. While I'm sitting here trying to get pushed out these motherfucking 48 hours. But I got the shit done. I want the fuck out. Um, if you couldn't tell, that's the reason why the show wasn't done on its new day, which is Friday's. Um, to which, since I am doing it on Sunday and we are doing a WWE pay-per-view tonight, I might as well go ahead and maybe throw out some picks for you guys for tonight. Um, kind of boost the morale, if you will, before the pay-per-view and shit. Um, also mentioning wrestling, I want to give a huge shout out, uh, to B-Rob, Josh, and Matt over at NAI's The Pipe Bomb, um, for those that didn't notice, I did make a guest appearance on their show this week, which was off the motherfucking chain. Them boys and I had a damn good time jamming it out and, and just talking about random shit. It was great. And I kind of picked up a couple of things from them here and there. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully we might be able to incorporate into um, uh, here on the Joe Moffat Show. And then also hopefully I gave them guys some, some inspirational thing that they could do on our end. So, um it was all a fun experience, and I, and I want to give them boys a huge shout out, and and thankful that that I was able to take care that take advantage of the opportunity. If you want to listen to the episode, you can uh, search uh, NAI's the Pipe Bomb. It is the most recent episode, um, and you can find them on the Podomatic Network at www.podomatic.com. Um, so once again, shout out to them. Uh, also, uh, mentioning B Rob as well. He and I were supposed to record today together, but he has some. Uh, family things that, that he's needing to take care of. Of course, it's a damn Sunday. It's hard to get for anything to really get somebody to get something done because don't nobody feel like doing shit or you're really busy, to which I am uh, am as well here later on today, which I'm trying to get this done and get it pushed out as quickly as possible for you guys. Um, so, but we got something coming down the pipe that's going to be off the goddamn chain, as those um, may or may not remember. I told you I'll be in Houston um, July 21st, 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. I know I mentioned that I would kind of be in College Station, Texas, and Bryan, Texas, but due to booking circumstances, things have changed, so we will be spending that whole chunk of time um, in the age. So uh, definitely catching up with some family. We're going to do a huge podcast there. We're going to uh, definitely we're gonna do a team podcast, both uh, B-Rob and I. We're going to also try to uh, maybe incorporate some things uh, with some other people also. I don't want to mention too many names. I don't want to ruin any surprises, so... I just want you guys to have that on the lookout. That's going to be July 21st through 24th. Uh, we're going to be coming live from Houston in different spots and different areas and doing different things. And who knows? Your, your, your boy Joe might get back on that stage finally. I, I, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm definitely ready to jump back in. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm ready to jump in feet fucking first, nigga. Shit. I, I, I'm, that was the one thing I can say about doing the, the pipe bomb. Because uh, them boys got, you know, big time sponsors and I being me, I didn't want to fuck that up for them um, because it was uh, mentioned 
that I wasn't able to say uh, nigga as much as I enjoy and relish and saying it here on, 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 on my spot. And nigga, I damn near gave myself a brain aneurysm trying not to say that shit. It was crazy as fuck. I said it twice and it was on accident. In my defense, I did try to hurry up and say something else behind it so that maybe they was able to incorporate that. You know what I'm saying? I haven't made it through the whole episode um, just listening to her back. And, and, of course, listening to myself is so redundant. I I, I, I kind of hate doing it. It's kind of funny. But at times, you know, I, of course, have to do it for editing on the show and everything. So, you know how that shit goes. Um so, yeah, we, we definitely have done some incorporating with some people. We're going to continue to do some more. And I just hope you guys are ready to be a part of all the things that we have in store um, with me and my new podcast friends. Um, also, of course, regular shouts out, as always. Uh, this last week, although it um, was quite hectic, I did get plenty of podcast love, as I always do. Uh, speaking of the Marcus Podcast, hashtag Blackout Podcast, Just in Time Podcast, as always, Random Ramblings with Rob, the Fickle Fan Boys. Uh, what's going on over there? Uh, Hunnic Podcast. Um, also, we have good grief. Uh, like I was saying before, Josie Lopez, uh, uh, Miss Chandler Bong. We also have a shout out from Mark James, Real and Raw Podcast, T.I.O. Uh, Black. Um, Let's see here, scrolling through. Uh, we got the jazz, uh, nerds with words. Also, uh, Mr. Kenya, how you doing, darling? Uh, Crystal Clear, um, Fidel Cashflow, what's going on, fam? Danny and Cleo, if y'all haven't, if y'all just want to follow some people that's just, just cute and cuddly and full of warmth and filth, Follow Danny and Cleo on Twitter. Just tell them Joe sent you because I'm saying those two are just the cutest two uh, on the planet right now. As far as when I follow their feed, I just I look at that shit like, oh, they're so perverted. Oh, it's so sweet and filthy. I like that. So if you're looking for sweet floor and filth, holler at Danny and Cleo. And like I said, tell them your boy Joe sent you. Um, I'm going to throw some more out there. Fuck it. I don't care shit. Uh, we're gonna keep it light today. Like I said, Sunday I'm chilling in the bed, nigga being lazy than a motherfucker. Don't give a fuck, my nigga. Yeah. Um, it's Anthony Thomas, Mr. Mike Street, the Brown, uh, the underscore Brown Girl, attack the part, uh, sweats and shoes part, TSO underscore SO, uh, WG, WGTJ podcast, uh, my boy underscore G, the Bro God, um, also seen on Twitter as Eric Slapton. Uh, the Film Book Club, BS Podcast Network, the part, hold on, uh, the part couple, Heckler Kane, um, Shane, uh, MWC, yes indeed, and of course, as y'all know, the list goes on and on and on. Talk, I gotta say something to talk it out because I love you fuckers from the top of your head to the bottom of your damn feet, y'all. I love you motherfuckers. Now, thank y'all in age too, and if so, y'all want to do some collaborating, we can do the damn thing. Shit, uh, J360 Productions, WTN Podcast, The Drunken Dork, uh, Shane and Bree Main, uh, underscore Bumwine. Like I said before, thank you all for listening and cooperating and having fun with our Twitter feed and, of course, listening to the Joe Moffat Show, uh, which, and while I'm sitting here posted up on Twitter, I have a new segment that I want to introduce to you guys. It's going to uh, hopefully be kind of incorporated with some of the new things that we're going to be doing in the next few weeks. Um, we're going to call this Twit Hits. Um, and what I'm going to do is just randomly take a scroll up and down my Twitter feed and see what's popping off. And, you know, just take a quick moment to talk about it. You never know what could be going on in the country and the world. So, shit. You know, I want to give y'all guys a live aspect of what's going on right now, Sunday. Um, uh, let's see. Sunday, July 9th, 2017. So, while we want to see, let's go see, my niggas. Um, <laughs> Sundays are so kind of low, low key. Fuck it. Um, because it's not so, you're not really much going on on a Sunday other than, of course, the, the normal shit. Here we go. Boxer comes out to the ring, uh, the Undertaker's music and loses. Uh, O'Hara Davies fought Josh Taylor in Glasgow, um, with Taylor winning the WBC silver title before Davies was stopped in the seventh round. Fans were taken about... We're talking about him using uh, WWE Lens's Undertaker's theme for his ring walk. Pimp. 
if Undertaker can go to the ring with his theme walk and walk out with his theme walk after taking ass whooping, I think we all can. I think a lot of people talking shit. If you use Undertaker music, you better go out there and kick this nigga ass. Well, uh, there's a good chance he probably didn't pay much to use that damn music. So him taking ass whooping, unfortunately, I don't think it had nothing to do with the incorporation of the music. Uh, I think the kid was just trying to have fun, which ain't nothing wrong with that shit. We all trying to have a good time and, and, and with what we're doing, so what the fuck? I'm not going to chastise the little dude for, for having fun. Shit, he was just having fun. Fuck it. You know, shit. Even though he got his ass kicked and it's kind of embarrassing that you come out to undertake his music and catch them hands. But, you know, like he said, he, he, took, it, he took it graciously. Um, I actually saw his tweet where he stated, he said, you know, congratulations to Taylor and his team. Uh, sometime in life, you take L's. Was quite embarrassing, but this was in this is entertainment, and I will be back. You know, so shit. He, I, I applaud him. Kudos, shit. He didn't go, you know, hide under a rock like some people do. Uh, I ain't gonna say no names. Ronda Rousey. Uh, she catch him hands, and the next thing you know, she got to go crawl under a rock somewhere. And I don't think you know, bring your ass to light. Fuck it. You got your ass whooped. It is what it is. Lick your whoops. Lick your wounds. Come back. Run them hands on somebody else. Shit, that's just how you do it. You know, if, I mean, I'm just saying, if you're doing what you love, love it. Don't, you know, you catch your ass whooping. It happens, baby. Some of us catch your ass whoopers all day for much less. Shit. Hell, I got my ass whooped by a goddamn generator this week. That motherfucker was well over a thousand pounds. You know what it was supposed to do? Whoop my ass. Exactly. And that's exactly what the fuck it did. It kicked my whole ass because that was what its components were made to do. <laughs> Shit. Josh Taylor's components came in to kick O'Hara uh, DeVee's ass. It's just, that's the business, nigga. Shit. It happens. It's a good chance that Undertaker shit probably pissed him off a little bit more. He may have been a little bit hesitant. And all of a sudden, this nigga come out to Undertaker music. That charge. Oh, this nigga just think he going to come out and fuck me up, ain't he? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. No, if he wanted to come out to some hard shit, he should have came out to goddamn the story of OJ. Woo-hoo. Oh, y'all know I had to talk about 444, baby. That shit is off the goddamn chain. Some people say that the album is a little too smart. I feel that those people are a little too goddamn dumb. Um, You know, how the fuck, really? How the fuck can something be too smart? That is the perfect definition of a nigga saying, I don't get what this nigga's saying or what he's going through. Hell, sit back and go through some shit in life. And then maybe, just maybe, you'll have a better understanding like Jay got now. But some of you niggas, y'all have no understanding nowhere in no situation whatsoever, motherfucking ever. Hell, that's the goddamn God honest truth, shit. So, hell, this nigga was trying to give some understanding. I will say Jay did stretch on some things. You know, he, he did take a stretch on some things that he did talk about. I did love the part when he said, you know, he was comparing house niggas and field niggas, you know what I'm saying? It kind of gave me an idea, uh, talking about, you know, house figures, house nigga swag with a field niggas tendencies uh, might be the title of this week's show. So, you know, I'm a little tempted. I, I've been digging that in my ear. It sounds good. It sounds, it rolls off the tongue. You know what I'm saying? It really just, blah, just, just, blah. it rolls perfectly off the goddamn tongue. I like that shit, for real. Um... But all in all, I think 444 was a good album. I haven't caught every track. Um, I've been listening to it off and on. Like I said, nigga, I work for a goddamn living. I ain't had time to sit around and give a whole hour to listen to an album. And I ain't working on with my son. I ain't with my son or with my wife. I'm with my wife. I'm asleep. <laughs> nigga, I have to fall in conscience for a little while. It's just, these are the breaks, hell. And things get combined into doing one thing and another thing. Well, shit. It, it, I'm sorry, y'all. It, it, you niggas know what I'm talking about. Hell, it ain't just me. Fuck y'all. Hell, I just wish I was getting paid more for doing half the shit that I was having to do all the goddamn time, and I'd be a lot better off. Um, see if I can find one more big time story. Um, Elena Del Don takes a dig at Big Baller brand, huh? Lonzo Ball wore his $495 ZO2s on Friday in his first summer league game, and Dale Don, a Nike athlete, couldn't help but throw some shade at the rookie signature shoe. However, people took issue with her comments, as many believe she was wishing for Lonzo to get hurt. She uh, sent out a tweet stating how great would it be if ZO2 blew out his shoe in his first summer league game. Should have gone with Nike. Um... 
Then somebody mentioned that uh, Nike athlete straight up rooting for the BB shoe to fall apart. What damage is he doing to anyone by wearing his own shoe that he deserves misfortune? Cypher and reruns get more views than WNBA games. That apology will be on Twitter tomorrow morning. Um, hold on. She said, did I just see the shoe malfunction? I think so. Uh, oh, wow. Somebody even said to her, you make 15 grand a year. Stay in your lane. Um, oh, wow. And then she she came back. She's like, I know. I know everyone. Stay in my lane. I'm a woman. And someone said, say whatever. Um, you say whatever you want. We got your back. And this is the women that's taking her back in reference to what she said. Uh, Del Don playing the I am a woman card after a dumbass tweet. Don't work that way, beloved. Um, wait a minute. So wait a motherfucking minute. Somebody said it's something. Not see here. Not see. This is what I see. This is what pisses me off. Everybody want to throw all us niggas back on one motherfucking boat. Thanks just because a white woman cracked on a black man. Now we got to defend that black man. I'm not, and will shall not, will not, won't not. Start the vending, Lonzo Ball, LaVar Ball, Lorenzo Ball, Leviticus Ball, or whatever the goddamn ball that they got coming out of this motherfucker. I don't give a damn what a nigga do. Somebody said, talking about, uh, talking about saying, Dale Dunn, I'm going to get this tweet off about Lonzo blowing out his shoe. It's going to be a breeze. And then they talking about black people looking at the screen and all that shit. Dude, hold on. First of all, she was mentioning about them ragged-ass $500 shoes and one of you dumbass niggas about to go out and spend top goddamn dollar on blowing out of the bottom of this nigga's feet. She was not talking about this nigga getting hurt. This nigga has already had his career tortured enough with his big-ass, gorilla-ass-looking-ass daddy running his monk-ass up and down goddamn stages and on news shows, making it all about his sorry-ass self, not putting no focus or goddamn understanding towards his motherfucking child. Now, don't sit here and get my ass started and get you motherfuckers put back in goddamn place because that's what I do all too motherfucking well. Don't be sitting there trying to jump on the goddamn Lonzo and LeVar Ball train when all of you niggas, including me, been talking shit about this nigga the whole motherfucking summer. Hell, nigga, the day LeVar Ball got existed was the day this nigga started getting cracked on and now a white chick take a shot at this nigga's busted up ass shoes. You know what I'm saying? Shit, he should have went with fucking Nike because he'd have made $100 million to sit on and not had to say shit. But now nah, this nigga daddy want to sit here. I'm going to make my own shoe and do all this other shit and make my shoes so damn expensive. People won't want to buy them motherfuckers because they cost too goddamn much. And then next thing you know, you're going to see my shoes on sale at a goddamn swap meet somewhere. Two for motherfucking 10, three for 20 on Sundays. I am not fucking bullshitting, nigga. I have seen this shit with my own fucking eyes. I hope to God they do not mass produce the goddamn big brawler band shoes. If they do, that shit is going to be at a fire sale somewhere in the middle of goddamn South Park, Houston, motherfucking Texas. I am not bullshitting. Hell, he better not mass produce them motherfuckers. I'm just, that's free business advice to the big baller brand. Do not mass produce any of your motherfucking products. You better have a nigga with a button and you just hit that button and then it buzz that nigga and he make you a pair of them goddamn shoes. You better make them custom. You better not sit. I'm telling you, if they mass produce that goddamn shoe, them niggas is going to lose massive productions amounts of motherfucking money. Hell. You do not mass produce nothing. Talking about no goddamn $500 flip ugly ass shoes. Flip flops. These motherfuckers talking about selling flip flops for $695. For what? This nigga is an average basketball player at best. For what? Everybody want to sit here and jump on Lonzo and, and, and no, damn all that. Everybody want to jump on LeVar Ball's dick. Fuck y'all. I will take y'all back to Raw Monday before last and let you see how much of a goddamn disaster this nigga is becoming. Like I told y'all asses before, the only reason why his ass was on Raw was because they didn't want his ass nowhere near the NBA awards. Tell me I'm lying, I'll show you the truth. Because where the fuck was he at? The whole NBA. They just got through doing the draft. Every other NBA player that was drafted was sitting in that motherfucking NBA awards. Where was Lonzo and LeVar Ball? My thoughts is motherfucking exactly. This nigga was at Monday night motherfucking raw. By the way, I do apologize. I know y'all hear this line more running in the background, but I got my stepdaughter out there. 
uh, making some show money. And I had to get this show out for you guys, so I'm having to unfortunately incorporate all of this together. So, you know, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, my content will be crisp and, and comfy enough for you guys so where that lawnmower noise might, you know, just... You know, Some of y'all ladies might enjoy that. So this might be the perfect episode for you. You're welcome. And, uh, yeah, so that's going to be all of what we got for today's Twit Hits. Um... Maybe next time we do the Twitter hits, we might be able to throw a sponsor under that motherfucker. Um, you never know. Um, so one of our top stories that we looked into this week, as we always do here on the Joe Moffat Show, um, a nonprofit organization um, in Salem, Oregon, for strippers, recently hit the news. Uh, a group called Pole Gems. Now, this, I shit you not, Pole Gems. This is the name of the group who supports strippers. Here's the funny part about this group. There was like seven of them. Only one has experience being a stripper. Two of them don't even look like they have ever had any experience or should have not ever had experience with sexual intercourse or any other sexual induendos ever in motherfucking life. What I'm saying is these were some hermit crab looking motherfuckers. Okay? And they trying to go out in the street and offer support for bad bitches. I don't know how this is going to turn out. I'm not really sure how long this organization was going on. But they got caught up in some bullshit because um, they were, there was a complaint recently filed against the group when they placed a billboard in front of their location. The sign read, Jesus loves strippers. <laughs> Honk if you agree. Now, somebody complained about this. Okay. And the funny part about it is the person that probably complained about it was some Bible-beating, popcorn-fart motherfucker. Yeah, I said it. Popcorn-fart, dick-in-the-boot-ass motherfucker that ain't got shit else to do but to ride around town, see some bullshit, and get pissed off about it. Okay? Okay? Straight up. And But the sign said, Jesus loves strippers. Honk if you agree. Now, on, I've never heard of an organization that helps strippers because from my understanding, strippers are doing pretty well on their own, you know. But apparently this organization offers free and low-cost services to strippers where they provide them with, with uh, female products. They offer, you know, services for support and, and, and understanding. I don't want you guys to think there's like 20 poles set up and they're like offering tutorials. No, it's not like that. They, they feel that there are strippers uh, in Salem, Oregon that are not making enough money. I, to me, I want to go to Salem, Oregon now and start a goddamn promotion company where we like wheel in a bunch of goddamn dirty ass niggas that go to the strip club and get these girls some true help that they need, which is money. You know, shit. Maybe we need to call the homie Lacey Jane or some shit, send her ass to Salem, Oregon and help these girls out. For real. You know what I'm talking about? Because, I mean, I, if, I ain't never heard of no shit where a strip club also needed a, a detachment of, of some sort of united way for the goddamn strippers. How bad is the damn strip clubs in Salem, Oregon, when they need a charitable organization to help these bitches get by? I, this, is some, this is some shit that I ain't never motherfucking heard of ever in my life. Like I said before, I would have thought a stripper, if she wanted to really make more money, uh... Uh, the champagne room do got a lock on the door. I mean, it. You know, <laughs> I, I got to keep it one hundred with you, folks. I, I mean, shit. Uh, don't act, don't act like it's just me. Fuck y'all. Shit, I ain't seeing nothing your motherfucking ass ain't never thought about before. Hell, there's a whole lot of us sitting somewhere in our car, looking in our goddamn pocketbook, or looking in our wallets, or looking in our purse, and thinking to ourselves, you know, Mister Johnny. Uh, 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 Mr. Johnny or uh, Miss Diane did invite me to dinner this week. <laughs> it might not be a bad idea to get that dirty, dirty old bitch a call. And shit, I, you know, hell, you, you never fucking know, you know. Which, by the way, ladies, when y'all got to go out and trick on these old ass niggas, I want y'all to know something. Y'all usually don't have to do shit. You can pat an old man on his head. You know what I'm saying? Maybe look at his penis for a little while. You probably ain't got to jerk it or nothing because if he do bust a nut, it'll probably kill his old ass. Uh-uh. When us men and, and, and we got to go tricking out with these old ass women, nigga, it don't go the same way. You better believe we touching every crevice of that wrinkled up ass, dried up pussy. You bet, nigga, we going to... Niggas got to truly work 
for any tricking that they goddamn do. Women, y'all get it easy. Old men, pat on the head, maybe tickle his balls for a minute. He leave the money on a nightstand. You K your ass on. Uh-uh. Shit. Them, them young niggas that be trying to go out and trick with them old-ass women, you better believe they tapping that old-ass pussy. I salute them for getting their money. I ain't going to never stop them. At least they ain't having to go down to the goddamn stripper welfare office. <laughs> These men, the stri- they ain't got, if you got to go down to the stripper welfare office, you just need to straight up find another job. I'm sorry. It, 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 whenever you got to go to the stripper welfare office, this is the time to ask yourself, maybe stripping ain't the best thing for me. I'm serious. If you in a town where you go on a strip club and y'all got a stripper welfare office, you really need to talk to your manager and say, we need to turn this shit up a notch and maybe start doing some crazy shit to make us some true money because I'm tired of having to make that walk of shame as a stripper going to get welfare benefits from the stripper welfare office. That's some hardcore shit for your ass. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I can't even keep a straight fucking face about the goddamn stripper welfare office. What the fuck? Oh God, that that's if if people can find a way to make money, they find ways to make money. I'm sorry, they they just do. So I'm flipping a coin on our new seg on our ne- other new segment that we're gonna do this week called the Daddy Time segment. This is when I am going to take time to sit one of you crazy motherfuckers down in the corner and give y'all education. And I, I think I'm actually going to take the daddy time, da- daddy time segment with land, coin landed on tails. So I'm going to do the daddy time segment. And I'm going to reach out and talk directly to Rob Kardashian. Yes, for those that did not see um, what was going on uh, with the keep, uh, keeping up with them hoes over there. Uh, I also known as keeping up with the Kardashians, keeping up with them hoes over there. Uh, Rob Kardashian went on a Instagram storm, not a Twitter storm, not a Facebook storm. He went on an Instagram storm and dropped a shitload of butt naked pictures and all of this shit of his baby mama, I believe, slash wife. I don't really pay that much attention to these folks uh, to really tell you they full detail of they shit. All I know is when somebody said it was some big titties and with a fat ass on the internet, I wanted to go see what was up. Um, and when I arrived, it was a, a like a 10-second video of uh, this raggedy bitch kissing some raggedy-ass nigga. There was another picture of a nigga sitting up in a bathrobe, uh, which, to my surprise, was actually Rob Kardashian's bathrobe. And I, I was fucking stunned. When I heard that part, I was like, damn. Mama was right. When she said them words, you cannot turn a hoe into a housewife. I am sorry for those who get mad for me what I'm about to say, but I'm about to piss somebody off today. Rob, sit your ass in the corner. It's time for you to get some inspiration. First of all, Robert, apparently, from my understanding, there was a news, there was a report that I did read stating that Rob Kardashian did have a uh, pretty good relationship going before he decided to uh join the um I, I guess negro circus uh that him as his sisters is on and um in reference to to, to having to bring a black person into the family I, I i i didn't understand the concept of it I, I never thought that relationship had anything to do with love if anything black china jumped on rob kardashian and, and and nine times out of ten stole you know because I've seen this shit before stole this nigga from his bitch and started putting uh, that that dollar store pussy uh, uh, on his ass you know what I'm saying yes I did say dollar store pussy don't get uh, uh, oh I'm, nigga you think I didn't say some fucked up shit we ain't got there yet hold on um and and so he apparently broke up with a good girl to, to be with that and. Uh, once again, anybody mad at me calling uh, Black China a thot, let me give you some perspective on the reason why I'm kind of going there. This bitch, the, the the robe that this nigga was wearing, I ain't even going to take the time to focus on giving this nigga a name. Fuck that nigga. But the, the robe that the nigga was wearing was Rob Kardashian's robe, right? Okay? This nigga was laying around in Rob Kardashian's bed with Rob Kardashian's bitch and wearing Rob Kardashian's robe. You understand what I'm saying? 
and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, that that's truly a dirty asshole. And, and it, I know which one of y'all gonna sit there and say, you're gonna be like, oh Joe, you're being sexist. No, bitch. She had that nigga in Rob's house, wearing Rob's robe, probably fucking China, and uh got up and wiped his balls on Rob's favorite fucking towel. You gotta understand how far this shit could have motherfucking and possibly did go. Do we know do we not know the details of how severe this shit was? No, but do we know the details of how soft it was? No. So guess what? I'm taking it on both fucking spectrums. I'm more than willing to bet they was not sitting in a den somewhere playing spades and maybe charades or what the fuck ever. I doubt that shit very motherfucking seriously. Okay? I'm more than sure this nigga probably fucked this bitch, put that roll back on, and wiped his dick on the inside of the motherfucking roll. Okay? So for all those that's wanting to sit here and take perspective on me dogging this bitch, let me tell you how many places this nigga's balls could have went all over Rob Kardashian's shit. And maybe just maybe you might give a little bit more perspective as to how fucked up this shit really is. But even with me giving that perspective, I gots to come back with as I'll always do and let you motherfuckers know, first and foremost, I am not sitting here showing no support for Rob Kardashian. Look here. Your ass bought a hoe in your situation. That was your motherfucking fault. Don't be sitting there all on Instagram putting all crying faces and all sadness because your bitch ass didn't know how to keep a hoe in line. And not only that, suddenly don't be sitting here getting shocked and uh, and, and dismayed and, and completely torn apart and, and have us all believing that you are in this moment and, and effort of distractedness when you know good and hell well you was bringing a hoe into your fold. Okay? When you bring a hoe into your fold, you got to know a hoe is going to have what hoe tendencies? And a hoe going to do what what? A hoe going to want to do. Rob thought he, Rob thought the first thing he was going to do was drop a baby in her ass thought, dun, 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 I own that pussy. Psych. Psych. Uh-uh. This motherfucker that sat here and what they say, this, <laughs> you know how embarrassing it is to have a nigga buying you cars and taking care of your dumb ass, and then this nigga sent a repo man to your house to take all his shit back. You want to know how 10 times embarrassing it is for the nigga who got caught fucking this nigga's bitch, and then the repo man show up to this nigga house repoing all the goddamn jewelry that this so-called pimp-ass nigga got from this raggedy asshole? Like I said, stop that hoe over there. Uh-huh. That... <laughs> Bad, bad. When they said that nigga sent the repo man to both of these niggas' houses, I was like, I'm too goddamn through. That was funny, the motherfucker right there. That I could see a nigga pulling up to the door. Uh, yes, nigga. My name is Simon. I am here to repossess. One go watch. One platinum ring. One platinum ring. One go watch. One gold chain. Two. Gold chains, three gold watches. As soon as this nigga tried to close the door, Simon put his goddamn foot in the door. Watch out! Excuse me, sir. Maybe you didn't hear me the first time. I am the repo man. I'm coming from bitch nigga repo services. That's when we go and repo real shit from bitch niggas. And you have been put in a bitch nigga fold and we coming to get your shit. And that's exactly what the fuck happened. Now, Rob was hurt. Rob was distraught. Once again, I don't feel sorry for this nigga. I don't feel sorry for this nigga. But I do got a problem. And my problem is with celebrity attorney Lisa Bloom. See, I understand we, we have our, our women's liberation movement. And, and she kind of pissed me off a few months ago when she came to Kathy Lee's defense. Which after the shit Trump said about that lady with the damn facelift, uh, I ain't apologizing to Kathy Lee, uh, not Kathy Lee, uh, Kathy Griffin for what she did because uh, two wrongs don't rake a right. In the same breath and light, I understand. You know, I think I said that when the shit first happened. You know, I, I don't agree with it, but I understand. You know, I'll call Trump a low-down, dirty, once-a-month bleeding bitch on a regular basis. You know, so it, it's, it's easy to comprehend why a person would be that angry. To hold a head covered in blood with the face of another dumb, sorry-ass, low-down, piece-of-shit-ass nigga. Uh, but, like I said, I'm not going to sit here and agree with it. Um, but, yeah, so Lisa Bloom has now come to the defense of Black China because somebody, you know, begging the first question because, one, Rob Kardashian's account got shut down. 
um, on Instagram because he posted all these naked pictures of of um, Black China and he posted uh, what is this hoe's name? I know that nobody named this motherfucker no Black China. I wish that somebody texted me this hoe this motherfucker's name. I don't know that but Black China. Shut the fuck up. Hell, it ain't enough niggas in fucking China to be sitting calling yourself Black China, especially if you ain't got no motherfucking Asian up your ignorant ass. Hell, ugh. I just, I, I don't know. I, and I, look, he's stupid, she a hoe. At the end of the day, that's how shit go. If you didn't expect for this shit to end anyway but bad, I'm sorry to disappoint you, boo-boo. But, nigga, I, 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 I want to meet the nigga who, had to, who won, the, won the pool. Somebody had to win the pool on this shit. Or how long is it going to take Rob Kardashian to find out that he bought a hoe home? <laughs> I really want to know what the pot got up to in the pool. Whoever had the pool... For the goddamn Rob Kardashian Black China breakup, I want to know what the pot was just so I can laugh my ass off. I know somebody was running one. That shit had to been going down. And the next time some fucked up shit go down, I'm still I'm still in the motherfucking pot on the Kim and Kanye. You know, I, I still got $100 holding on that. Um, I ain't going to take my date, though. That ain't none of your motherfucking business because once, once I win, you niggas going to want some money and I ain't giving shit. And... That's the end of my daddy time segment. I will close it with this. Rob, Robert, Mr. Kardashian. Stop following the fold of your stupid ass family members. Just because your mother decided to take all of your sisters and turn them into hoes for the benefit of turning a profit. Something that I really don't knock necessarily. I don't downplay it, but I'm going to call a spade a spade. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say she successfully formed her, her family into a multimedia success. No, she turned her daughters into hoes and let everybody watch it. Okay, but you don't have to be a dumb bastard. Now, Black China thing, it is what it is. You stuck with a hoe for a baby mama. Congratulations. It happens to the best of us. But the only thing I can tell your dumb ass to do is try to move forward, leave hoes alone, and learn about yourself, mate. Because you seem a little fucked up in the head. Um, and trying to chase down bitches all the time uh, when you fucked up in the head ain't necessarily something your ignorant ass should be doing. So, I salute you, sir. Uh, sorry that it, it went down. Uh, but I really ain't sorry. I, you know, uh, you bring a whole home that, you know, you might want to wash your sheets. Uh, just burn your fucking house down if I was you. Because you don't know where this nigga's balls was. And I don't think it ain't a cleaning service in hell to help you find out. Um, all the ball and skeet residue that might be exposed in your house, nigga, I would just move. So, um, kudos to you. Shout out. Salute. What the fuck ever. Move on. Um, <laughs> and our top story. For those that have seen the new Tupac film, I hope it was great because I have not. Um, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I work for a goddamn living nigga. I've been busy. <laughs> Hell, I've been wanting to go see Despicable 3. Me, I've been wanting to go see Wonder Woman. I've been wanting to do a whole lot of motherfucking shit that I ain't been able to motherfucking do. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not sorry. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I've heard I, I've heard mixed reviews on it. I heard it was okay. Then I've heard it was stupid. I've certainly heard it's not as good as Straight Outta Compton. Um, which already kind of gives it a black eye because it was supposed to be Tupac's story. And, you know, Tupac's story, you know, N.W.A.'s story was about N.W.A. It wasn't about the the, the upbringing um, of, of Ice Cube. It wasn't about the upbringing of Dr. Dre. It wasn't about the upbringing of EZ or, or MC Ren. It was, it was about Tupac Shakur. This was, this was the, 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 the answer to the Biggie story, Okay. The Biggie story was the one that started it all because we had reference to Tupac uh, played by Anthony Mackie um, and it touched on a lot to show the impact those two had on each other's lives. So it, it goes definitely without saying that there was reference, I'm sure, to Biggie in the, the Tupac film. However, they say that the Tupac film wasn't as good as the Biggie film either. So I'm not sure what if there was a fall off in the production I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know if the writing was good. Nonetheless, I still ain't seen it. I'll be able to judge it in a few months when it come out on DVD, I guess. I don't fucking know. Black, in my town, I live black movies are certainly not the ones that last long in the theaters. Um, shit, my wife told me when Poetic Justice came out, shit, she had to go to fucking 
Oklahoma City to see that shit, they wouldn't even show it in the goddamn movie theaters here. So, yeah, they do have the Tupac story at the movie theater locally. So, it's step up. What can I say? But um, what I'm actually talking about uh, in reference to Tupac is the uh, breaking news that came out in reference to a letter that... And I, I always wonder about love interests of Tupac. They never really showed him with any true love interest other than Jada Pinkett Smith, which we know that, you know, that was supposed to be more of a friendship than actual love. However, I think none of us truly have life and bullshit confused enough to believe that them two weren't in love to some extent. Um, but there was also another love in uh, Tupac's life. And believe it or not, it was Madonna. Now, it doesn't shock me that Tupac fucked Madonna. It doesn't shock me that any black man that comes out and said they've had sex with Madonna, I am going to take a 50% stance that this motherfucker is right. Because we know Madonna loves fucking black men. She fucked Dennis Rodman. She fucked a few others. I really don't have a Rolodex of, of names. Apparently she fucked Tupac. She even mentioned something about fucking... Um, she said something in the interview that Tupac mentioned in this letter that he wrote her from prison, um, stating that uh, she's she's been using her pussy to rehabilitate uh, pro athletes and and rappers and entertainers and shit. And I was like, God damn, it take a whole lot of audacity for a white woman to say some shit like that, you know, especially in the 90s in a time where, where people really couldn't. We were still living a life where we didn't feel comfortable putting it out there. Okay, I lived in a town for a little while called Bryan, Texas. And in Bryan, I, I went to a school, uh, Sam Rayburn Middle School. And in Sam Rayburn Middle School, there were two little white girls that were smitten as fuck with me. Okay. Now, we never went into a full engagement of, of, of like, you know, kitty dating or anything like that. It never really went that far. But it was a, it was a, a brunette and a redhead and the brunette every time she saw me if we were in the hallway by ourselves for real every time she saw me she make out with me there was never no meeting in the stairwell there never was no no you know call me later that like i said this was no it was just she'd make out with me right there wherever we were and walk off i may not on the whole day, shit, I sometimes went two, three days without seeing her. You know, whenever she needed her black fix, she'd come and make out with me and walk off. The redhead, she was a little bit crazy. She wouldn't make out with me. She would just walk up to me and literally pluck out a strand of her hair and give it to me. I never understood why the fuck this was supposed to have been happening. I didn't really... I never had a misunderstanding about interracial relationships. My dad was in an interracial relationship when I was a kid uh, with a lady that I loved very, very much. She was a very sweet, very kind lady. I, um, I know Miss Sandy may not get, ever get to hear, hear this, but shout out to you, darling. Uh, you were always very sweet and very kind to me as a young man. Uh, my, family, I, my family always taught me, particularly on my father's side, that, that race and color doesn't matter. Um, I mean, shit, if you see my grandmother, she's whiter than some of the whitest white people on the planet. If my wife go out and get a tan right now and stand next to my grandmother, my grandmother will be whiter than my wife, okay? I'll keep it 100 with you. Shit, so, you know, it, it wasn't until the, the effects of the other side of my family where, where it was kind of looked at as, as a, 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 a disruption in black culture, if you will, uh, by me being accepted by someone outside of our race my whole thing and as I've said before on the show it's hard to find somebody that wants to put up with your bullshit it's hard to find somebody that wants to fuck with you hell it's hard to find somebody that's going to want to stand next to your ass after you've been shot five motherfucking times hello and Madonna was probably the one willing to do that for Tupac she was probably the one that was willing to love this nigga from the top of his bald shining beautiful head to the bottom of his rusty crusty nasty ass feet and that's true and she was probably more than willing to do that but because and as it mentioned in the letter because of how he would have been perceived not her her fans wouldn't have looked at her any different. 
her people wouldn't have came to her and said, oh, my God, you're, you're with that thug? Or, oh, my God, you're with a black person? Not in the 90s. Not none of her fans. Her fans would have accepted that shit and moved on. They'd have thought it was fucking cool. Tupac's problem was he was so scared and so concerned and so listening to so many stupid-ass niggas like fucking uh, big dumb-ass Suge Knight and shit listening to these bitch-ass niggas telling him what to do, what to wear, what to dress, what to say, and most importantly, who to love. Because contrary to popular belief, after Pac got out of jail, you never really saw, I never really noticed him with any love interest at that time. Any other real true love interest, every time you saw Tupac, he was with a group of niggas. Or he was at a movie premiere. Alone. You know? So it, it was... It was very, very, very sad to hear that he wasn't... With, with all the, the being the big-time hardcore gangster rapper and, you know... He 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 made a song first off fuck your bitch and your click and gang. West side when we ride coming quick again. You claim to be a player but I fucked your wife. We bust on bad boys, nigga. Bucks for life. Biggie could have dropped Tupac with one goddamn line. You can't fuck the bitch you want, so you had to come over and try to fuck mine. Goddamn. Woo! Biggie could have took Tupac's ass out with that one real quick, real fast, and in a real motherfucking hurry. Yes, it is very, very discerning that the only other woman that I can actually remember now as I come back, comes back to me that they say Tupac had a relationship with at that time was Faith Evans. A woman who is a goddamn light bright. You understand what I'm saying? And from what we could tell from that concert a few months ago, her pussy is just as light as everything else is. And and clean, too. Thank the Lord. That was, y'all remember when Faith Evans flashed up pussy on stage? I know I ain't never forgot. That's one of my favorite things to masturbate to, motherfucker. Shit, religiously. Hell, that shit was wonderful. That three seconds of heaven, yes. Just, yeah. <laughs> But Tupac couldn't fuck his own bitch, so he had to go try to fuck another nigga's bitch. To get something of equal lesser value, I don't know. Shit. Was there not enough single, bright-skinned singers out at that time? Or I, I'm not really sure. What, I, I kind of... I'm not I, I'm not going back in that far in time. The, the part that's got me fucked up is that this man talked about, you know, me against the world, you know? He was talking about being black against the world, but... Yet and still, the one portion of people he was scared to buck, he was ready to buck white folks. He was ready to buck the police. He was ready to buck those that went against his lyrics and his words and the things that he said in his music. But as soon as he thought that somebody was going to say something about his personal life and his personal agendas and affairs, oh, we have to lock this shit down, bro. He would rather be seen as fucking another man's wife than being seen with a white woman. Tell me what's wrong with that, folks. Please tell me y'all see something wrong with that. He started a war. Stating that he had sex with another man's wife. Yet the entire time, the poor guy was probably hurting because he couldn't be with the one he truly loved. And she certainly wasn't going to sit around and wait for his ass because when his black ass couldn't be with a white woman, you better believe another black ass could. Hello, Dennis. (laughs) Hello, Mr. Rodman. Yes. Makes sense. She was hurting the crazy motherfucker walking in with a goddamn piercing all over his ignorant ass. We got a little nigga running around that's part Dennis Robin running around this town right now. And every time I see his ass, all I can think to myself is, Lord Jesus, somebody need to get a hold of this nigga and get him off them drugs. Goddamn, this motherfucker is on goddamn. This nigga, this nigga is on some goddamn like superb drugs that are frying everything. This nigga didn't fried his 
fucking blood cells, his brain cells, his sperm cells, all his cell phone. This nigga done fried every goddamn thing on that dope. Good fucking grief. He looks terrible. But Robin loved her. Robin didn't give a fuck about what nobody thought with him being with this woman. He loved that woman. Tupac would probably still be alive if he chose to love that woman. I'm not, I'm, don't get me wrong. I don't mean to put all them eggs in one basket for saying what could have happened and predicting uh, the past and the course of its future. But, I mean, if that man had somebody to come home to, he probably wouldn't have been worried about fucking somebody else's wife. You know? He probably wouldn't have to worry about yeah, he was shot five times, but somebody probably would have been able to be in his ear and tell him, well, honey, maybe you really need to think about it. That dude loves you. He's been around you for a long time. Y'all been chit-chatting and being friends. Why would he want to kill you? You understand what I'm saying? That's the wisdom of a woman. Tupac didn't have much wisdom of a woman. He had his mother's wisdom, but after a while, men start listening, stopped listening to their mothers. You know, it, 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 it happens. Okay. Record exempts. They they more worried about making money and causing bullshit and causing trouble than seeing their artists having an actual prosperous and bright future. Especially in the nineties, they had that shit real bad. Real, real bad. It was terrible. They had rappers dropping like flies in the nineties. All because of some shit a nigga said. In the same breath, we had niggas dropping like flies in the street because somebody stepped on their tennis shoes. Or, or they was wearing the tennis shoes that wearing tennis shoes that another nigga wanted. It it hurts my heart that that man couldn't love the woman that he wanted to be with. It it really does. I I, I everybody's talking about the letters being auctioned off and all this other shit, but nobody's really taking a look at what happened here I wanted to take a look at what happened here because straight up and down Tupac was in love with a woman Madonna was possibly and and probably in love with a man they felt a connection between each other that was outstanding okay and that was torn apart because of what some record label exec thought with some big dumb Grape ape looking motherfucker thought this man should be with and who he should love. You'll never be able to tell me who I fuck. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. I am that nigga that will show up with some shit to some shit with a white woman, a black woman, and a Mexican woman, and dare a motherfucker to respond. I am the king of no fucks. At all. At all. At all. You want to know how I know I show up with three bitches at once? I done done it before, bitch. Don't test me. Ask Joe Moffat the third about his baby boy. One thing you, you know, if I was Tupac and I really wanted to be angry about something, that's the shit he should have been angry about. He should have said, fuck you. Death Row and left fucking Death Row. How the fuck you gonna tell me who to love, you fat, crusty bastard? That shit pissed me off, man. I ain't gonna tell a nigga who to be with. I have said this before, I'll say it again. God damn it, it's hard to find a motherfucker that wanna touch your raggedy, slipped up ass dick. That nigga, that shit ain't easy to find somebody to like your ass, to adore your ignorant ass. That shit's hard. It takes hard goddamn work to find somebody to give a fuck about you. And when you got somebody that give a fuck about your ass, don't you dare let another motherfucker come in and tell you you shouldn't be there just because of the fucking color they skin. Hell no. And and don't give a damn if you... Be real. That's what's going on. I, I think that's the biggest problem in this country. We are so caught up 
in the bullshit that ain't nobody stopped back to, to really stepped in to say this is bullshit. Why the hell is we having to look at this situation? Why should I have to look into my situation in the, by your eyes? This is my dick. There's a bitch that wants to sit on my dick and do freaky and luxuriously wonderful things to my dick. Why in the fuck does that have to have anything to do with you? Hmm. Them lyrics should have went a whole nother motherfucking way for Tupac, man. It should have went a whole nother motherfucking way. Them lyrics should have started more like, uh, uh, fuck death row in their ignorant ass. East Coast, we the most coming, come again, you bad. Stiz, you want to tell me to, you want to tell me who the fuck, but I don't give a fuck. I hit you with a motherfucking truck and yes, Hold up. I hit you with a motherfucking truck, and guess what? Your luck just ran out, you bastards. You hit the storm, and I'm the disaster. See, that's the shit that he should have been talking about. But instead, he had them powers that be. He had them influences. He had them misunderstanders that had to tell him to go after niggas and go after us instead of going after those that was telling him how to love. It gives a whole new definition to the song How to Love by Lil Wayne. They tried to tell this man how to love, who to love. Telling him who he loved may be wrong, even though that's his that, that may have been his heart. That could have been his first, his last, his everything, and he lost it because of what another nigga told him he should have done. Don't live your life like that, folks. If you live in a situation in your life right now that somebody telling you who to love, fuck them motherfuckers and you go do you. Okay? I get tired of hearing about these poor precious children and sitting here talking about living in the closet. Baby, do you? Okay? Don't let nobody tell you who to love. Don't let nobody tell you who to be. Whoever you wants to be, whoever you wants to love, whoever you wants to flip out and, and have a good time with, goddamn it, do you. As long as that person ain't trying to pull you into a life of being a fucking meth head or being a useless piece of shit, you love that person. If they lifting you up and making you feel good about yourself and making you want to stand and do more and be a more productive and positive member of society, you fuck that person in the ass every goddamn chance you get. You worship and, and, and serve that motherfucker for every goddamn thing they worth. Because I'm going to tell you something, it's hard in this goddamn world to find somebody to love and put up with your bullshit on a regular goddamn basis. And don't you dare sit here and let another motherfucker tell you where you need to stick your dick. That is your dick. You do whatever the fuck you want to do legally with your dick. Okay? I get tired of hearing that shit. And, and, and to, even to this day, 2017, I still hear people talking about, uh, I had a black woman in my store not too long ago. She come telling me about her son being with a white woman. And now he said a white woman has... Has, has tendencies of using drugs and got her son using drugs and it's kind of got her pissed off, but she wrote her son off, you know, many years ago in, in reference to this effort and to this effect. She thought, like, when he turned 18 and graduated high school, the first thing she did was put him out in the street. Well, she left him out to go out to his own devices to figure out on his own what to do. He found somebody that was willing to touch his penis and have a good time and have a blast and love and adore his ignorant ass just so happened that bitch was on drugs. And unfortunately, that raggedy bitch then dragged us down into the bottom of pits of hell. But yet this woman won't step back to say, she'll say that it's the white girl fault. She won't say it's because she didn't have that boy ready to go into these streets when it was time. She didn't tell you how she coddled and kept him in the house until it was time for him to go out and be a man. And then she just turned out to, and, and turned him into a man without a man's influence ever a day in his life. Circumstance speaks volumes. I feel sorry. I, hell, I, I feel sorry for, for Madonna and I feel sorry for, for, for Tupac. May he rest in peace. That man died in, in turmoil. He died angry. He died hurt because he couldn't love the woman that he wanted.
And I say to you all, if you are living a life that puts you in a position that you can't love the ones you want, maybe, baby, you need to make that change. You need to do something different. Do you like it ain't nobody's business and everything else. I take care of yourself. I love y'all. Thank you for listening to the Joe Moffat Show. I am your always humble servant, Joe Moffat. We will be back again on Friday because I will be fucking off on fucking Friday so I won't have to fuck around at this fucking job with this fucking bullshit. I promise you, we will be back. Oh, and one more thing for uh, NAI's uh, Pipe Bond. I just wanted to give you guys a quick note. Uh, before I go, nigga, 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 I'm boycotting that bullshit because I don't give a fuck. If they ain't got time, if if the goddamn champion of the show ain't got time to be there, bitch, I ain't got time to be there either. That's three hours of my goddamn week I'm about to take back from they raggedy asses. So I'm going for some more Joe. Uh, oh, and I'm going for uh, Sasha Banks. I don't know the rest of the matches because they ain't on top of my head right now. Other than that, I'll see you guys on Friday. Y'all have a good, prosperous, and wonderful week. And don't forget what I said. Love those that love you and anybody trying to tell you not to love those that love you, fuck them because they don't give a fuck about you. And that's what's up. Y'all be good. I'm out.